Chapter 21 I could feel my knees shaking as I knelt down at the edge of the pier. I took a deep breath and lowered my head into the sludge. The first thing I did was release Ilum. Then, I slithered over to Mr. Tidwell's ear canal, breaking my connections to his brain. I scrunched my body down as I wiggled my way through the tiny tunnel. Then, I was free, out in the yerk pool. I was blind, almost deaf, and mute. But here's the strange part. I didn't care. I was with my brothers and sisters, soaking in the chondrona rays my body craved. If I'd had a mouth, I would have let out a long, ah, of satisfaction. I was home. I was home? I gave myself a mental slap on both cheeks. I'd let my yerk instincts take over for a minute. This was definitely not home. And I had a mission to complete. I had to find Aftran. Fast. I used my sonar to check out the area around me. There were yurks everywhere. Above me. Below me. On all four sides. I reminded myself that, to them, I was just another yurk. Nothing for them to take notice of. I was completely safe. A Horkbashir head was thrust into the water. I rode the wave it created deeper into the pool. I did another sonar sweep. Yurks, yurks, and more yurks. A wavelet took me in a half turn. My sonar detected the two steel piers. Under the furthest one, there was a chain with a box on the end. The box was just about the size to hold a yurk. Aftran. She was in there. I knew it. But how was I going to get over to her? I had no legs to kick with, no arms to paddle with. I wiggled my body as hard as I could and moved about a quarter of an inch. Aftran was only about six feet away, but at this rate, it would take me all night to get to her. And I definitely didn't have all night. Use the yerk, I told myself. It knows how to swim. I loosened my control over the yerk instincts. Scrunch thrust, scrunch thrust, scrunch thrust. I contracted my body, then shot it out. I was swimming. Well, sort of. I wasn't exactly ready for the Olympic team, but I was moving faster than I had been. Scrunch thrust, scrunch thrust, scrunch thrust. I finally made it over to the cage. I studied it with my sonar. It was a box. Metal, I figured with very small holes all over it. The holes were way too small for even a yerk to squeeze through. But the latch looked pretty basic. It wouldn't be too hard to open, if I had hands. I could demorph to my own body, but I was right under the pier. Two hork stood on the edge, and more walked back and forth, escorting the hosts. There was a pretty good chance one of them would notice me. Palush! A host head was thrust into the water. My sonar picked up the wild movement as the host, an older man this time, tried to turn away from the yerk scrunch thrusting toward his ear. The yerk shoved its way inside the host, 
and moments later, the man stopped struggling and calmly raised his head. The host getting reinfested upped my chances of getting caught. A yurt could slither into its host, see me in my human morph, lift up its head, and report me. I couldn't risk morphing so close to the pier. I had to find another way to get Aftran out. Ah, Another host head was shoved into the pool. A girl. My sonar picked up her long hair flowing through the water. It was hard to tell, but I didn't think she was that much older than I was. I am ready to interrogate the prisoner. That voice. It was the voice of evil. It ripped through me, sending spikes of terror through my small, soft body. Visser 3, he was back. And I hadn't even found a way to open Aftran's cage. Bring Aftran 942 to me, Visser 3 commanded. Aftran's cage immediately began to move through the pool. Someone was pulling the chain up, pulling Aftran away from me. And I had no hands to stop it. I had to do something. Now! Everyone is invited to the infestation pier, Visser 3 said, sounding jovial. You are invited to witness the fate of traitors! Chapter 22 No time to plan. No time to do anything but move. Scrunch thrust. Scrunch thrust. Scrunch thrust. I powered over to the girl whose head was in the water. A yurk was just about to enter her ear. I shoved it out of the way and slithered in myself. I gave a squirt of painkiller and wriggled through the ear canal. I spread myself out over the brain. The microvolts of electricity sent my body tingling. And I was connected. I frantically opened the girl's memories. She was a member of the sharing. This girl. She was a voluntary host. A collaborator. I couldn't let her get anything from me. No thoughts. No emotions. Nothing even the tiniest bit, Cassie. I felt hands on my shoulders, helping me out of the water. I stumbled to my feet. Any second, the girl was going to realize I wasn't her usual yerk. But she wouldn't be able to do anything to betray me. Not now. I had control of the body. But as soon as I left her, she would be able to tell Visser 3 everything she learned while I was in her head. I had to act. Now! Before I let it slip that the Visser's Andalite bandits were mostly human. Before I betrayed Ilum and Tidwell. Or the Chi. I turned around and locked my eyes on Visser 3 in his Andalite morph. He stood halfway down the pier, facing away from me. A crowd of human and Horkbizier controllers and Taxons gathered in front of him, eager to watch the torture. The Visser unlatched Aftran's cage, pulled her out. He held her up, digging his fingers into her defenseless flesh. You will tell me everything about the so-called peace movement, Visser 3 told Aftran, blasting his thought speak loud enough for everyone to hear. Then I'll have to use my imagination and come up with a nice, long, painful way for you to die. Wham, wham, wham. My feet slammed against the metal pier as I launched myself at him. The only thing my host girl was going to get from me was commands like, Run, now, fast, go. I rammed into Visser 3 as hard as I could, 
He spun toward me, tailblade raised, but he was too shocked and amazed to react. I snatched at Aftran. The visor closed his fist, but Andalite hands are weak. I bit his wrist. Aftran dropped. I snatched her out of midair and ran. Ran with nowhere to run. I did the only thing I could do. I dove back into the yerk pool. Get her! Get them both! Bring them to me! Visor 3 roared. Get them or I will fill this cavern with your dead bodies! Paloosh! Paloosh! I took a quick glance over my shoulder. Taxons. Two of them. You wouldn't think creatures that look like 12 foot long, 4 foot wide centipedes could swim. But they can. And they were coming after me. Aftran slipped out of my fingers. I hoped she knew to stay close to me. Spears of light streaked through the water. Great. Someone was shooting dracon beams at me from the pier. I propelled myself deeper into the water. The beams might still be able to reach me down here, but the shooter wouldn't be able to see me to aim. I saw a dozen yurks twist and burn. The visitor was killing his own people to get at me. I felt a claw pinch my ankle. A taxon out of nowhere. It had me with one of its lobster hands. Time to bail. I pulled myself away from the girl's brain, squirmed through her ear canal, then slid into the pool. With my sonar, I watched the girl being dragged to the surface. It wouldn't take them long to figure out that the yerk who had been controlling her was no longer in her body. I didn't doubt Visor 3 would find a way to search the pool for me and Aftran. I needed to get out of here. Now. Something with wings. I wanted wings in the worst kind of way. But before I could morph to bird, I had to demorph to my human body. In the yerk pool. I dove deep, deep below most of the other yurks, and I began to become human again. My yerk body flattened out, stretching, stretching, stretching. It formed a head, arms, legs, but all flat, like I was a giant paper doll. I felt my bones regrow pushing against my flat body, making it three-dimensional again. My skin changed in texture, and I could no longer breathe through it. Eyes, nose, lips pushed out of my paper doll face. A pounding started up in my chest as my heart reformed. My veins and arteries expanded, and blood began to rush through them. My stomach and intestines pumped up inside me. My lungs inflated, and started to burn... I needed air. Badly. I paddled up to the top of the pool. I tilted my head back and allowed only my nose to break through the surface. I pulled breath after breath into my aching lungs. Then, I heard the words that turned my body to stone. No one touch her! Visor 3 ordered. I want the pleasure of killing her myself. After I find out everything that's in her pitiful excuse for a mind. Chapter 23 I swam. I swam hard. Then... This creature has no yerk! The visor cried. He wasn't talking to me. He was talking to the girl whose body I'd used to attack him. Any second now, he would figure it out. 
Any second now. A second traitor! Some Yurk used this host to... No! The Endolites! They're here! I took another long breath, then pushed myself deeper into the pool. The Yurks brushed against my arms, my legs, my face. The feel of their jellyfish-soft bodies repulsed me. I flicked them away. As fast as I did, new ones took their place. Ignore them, I ordered myself. Now was not the time to get distracted. I needed to morph. Morphing underwater without breathing was beyond risky. It was stupid. But I had to get out of the pool, and I didn't have any backup. I had to take the chance. An owl. It would be strong enough to carry Aftran, and its eyes would allow it to maneuver in the dim cavern. I concentrated on the owl DNA inside me. I felt the feathers begin to form. They clung to my human body, wet and heavy. I would never be able to lift myself into the air with these drenched feathers. Forget about me and Aftran. My lungs burned, but I couldn't risk another breath. I ran through my other possible morphs. Which would give me the best chance to escape? Think! 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 Shark. No. Dolphin. No. Squirrel. Maybe. No. My insect morphs were definitely out of the question. I was starting to get dizzy. I was running out of time. Wait! Got it! My osprey morph! Osprey hunted fish. That meant they had to be able to get wet and still fly. I concentrated on the osprey DNA. I ignored the pressure building in my chest. My legs grew thin, as thin as noodles. They swayed in the water for a moment before they began to shorten. I felt my lips and nose melt together to form a beak. I choked as a mouthful of York pool sludge sloshed down my throat. The taste was bitter on my shrinking tongue. Where were my wings? I needed wings! My lungs throbbed. I couldn't hold my breath. A pulling sensation raced up and down my arms as they stretched into wings. Yes! Aftran, get between my talons, now! Hurry! I cried, though I knew she couldn't hear or answer. I felt pinpricks cover my body as my feathers started to pop out. Aftran slid between my talons. I had her. At least, I hoped it was her. We were out of there! Red dots exploded in front of my eyes as I struggled to the surface. I pushed my beak through the surface and dragged in as much air as my lungs would hold. Okay, it's time for takeoff, I told Aftran. I powered my wings through the sludge, pushing my body up out of the yurk pool. I knew they'd be waiting for me. There was no way to sneak out. Visser, a bird! Shoot it, you imbecile! It must not fly! A dracon beam fired at me. Missed. I gave another hard flap, skimming along the surface of the pool, talons dragging. Almost airborne. Almost! Zap! A long, yellow tentacle snaked out of the sludge and snapped me on the wing. The spot it hit instantly turned numb. Off balance, I tilted. Sploosh! Half my body slipped down into the pool again. The visor! He had morphed to... to something that could swim. Something strong and fast. Going somewhere, my noble and elite warrior? Visor 3 asked. This time, he was talking to me. 
Definitely. And I was on my own. I didn't have Marco, Jake, Tobias, Rachel, or Axe to distract the viscer. His new morph was terrifying. It was like a floating eyeball with long, long tentacles for lashes. One of those tentacles shot out and snapped me on the wing again. Numb. His tentacles were filled with poison. If I got hit too many more times, I wouldn't be able to move my wing at all. I sink straight to the bottom and the viscer... Zap! I took another hit. The opposite wing. I had to get myself back out of the water. I slammed my wings through the sludge. Zap! My bad wing again. It was almost half numb now. Think of Axe. Think of Jake. I thrust my wings down again and again. Rachel. Tobias. Marco. More red dots exploding. I couldn't hold my breath much longer. I broke through the surface of the water. Mom. Dad. I pulled. Up. 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 Muscles screaming in pain. Yes! I was out of reach of the tentacles. I wheeled around and flopped toward the staircase. The humans in the cages cheered. The human controllers cursed and howled in fury. The taxons shrieked. The hork controllers bellowed. I caught a glimpse of Mr. Tidwell. He pumped his fist in the air. To the others, it probably looked like an angry gesture. But I knew it was triumph. I zigzagged as well as I could with my injured wings, Aftran still clutched in my talons. hork controllers fired at me from the pier. Would it be asking too much for one of you to actually hit something? I heard Visser 3 roar. I reached the stairs. Up, up, up I flew, gulping for air, lungs on fire. The rock walls changed to dirt. The dracon beams fired from the pier couldn't reach me here. Almost out, Aftran! I cried. I pumped harder. Couldn't slow down. Not now. A sharp, accurate scent flooded me. The smell of my own feathers. The dracon beam had singed them. I made a sharp turn to the left. Now I saw what I had missed in my frenzy. It floated through the air, heading for me. A seemingly weightless metallic ball. A hunter robot. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs auditory experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel. Uh, we're getting close to the end now. I think we have two more episodes after this, and uh, then then we'll be done with another book, I think. It's pretty close. I don't know how Cassie's going to get out of this. Uh, I don't remember, but like this is pretty serious, right? Like... The Hunter Robot's no joke. That's how Tobias got got. I don't know. Can't wait to find out next week. Um, but in the meantime, uh, I do have several messages to read. The first one comes from Tumblr again. Uh, this is our longtime friend, Willis the Arths, uh, who writes in, uh, you know, from a spec bio perspective, and I think in this context, spec being short for speculative, like speculative fiction, I've not heard the term spec bio before, but I quite like it. You know, from a spec bio perspective, dragons might be possible on an Andalite world. On Earth, all land animals pass a certain size, only of four limbs. But clearly, on the Andalite homeworld, six limbs is the normal. Is the normal. 
so a European-style dragon with four legs and two wings might evolve there. Might not be carnivores, based on how, it's, uh, how it seems the Andalites don't have any predators. Just some morning coffee thoughts, signed Willis the Arths. Uh, that's a great point about the number of limbs, because I think the Kafit bird also had, like, six limbs, maybe. Uh, it, so it does seem like we're, we're kind of in a Avatar world type of situation where, where uh, more limbs than we're used to is the norm. And in that case, possibly, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know that... I don't think it would be a vegetarian. It might be a, uh, it might not be a predator, not a predator, but it might not be uh, a carnivore. Uh, I, I'd assume it's like, because you, you look at like, you know, a monitor lizard, which I think is a pretty close approximation to a dragon if it were small and wingless. Uh, it eats meat primarily, I think, but it, it basically, you know, whatever it can find. I'm just trying to think of the caloric intake uh, for a large creature. It has to, it, it can't just be vegetation. Um, but also, you know, the amount of meat you need for the energy is, it's all very complicated. I'm not a biologist. I'm also just talking out of my butt. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, Willis. Um, and the late dragons. Let's all ponder that. Uh, that was sent in through Tumblr. That's audiomorphscast at Tumblr. Excuse me, audiomorphscast.tumblr.com if you'd like to send one in. Uh, but if you'd like to send one in through the Gmail, that would be audiomorphscast at gmail.com, which is what Diana has chosen to do. Uh, Diana sent in an email titled, Thank You for Having This, uh, and reads, Thank you so much for making this podcast. I'm just about done with the Andalite Chronicles right now. I wanted to read the entire Animorph series, but between my two library systems across the country, neither had books past the first main ten, including physical and digital libraries. I read what I could, but didn't make it far with my limited resources. That was in 2019. Unless I purchased all the books... I didn't have a way to read them, and that option wasn't doable for me. This podcast has made the series accessible to me, and I am forever forever grateful for that. Thank you personally, Daniel, for making attainable uh, making attainable to experience Animorphs. Signed, Diana. Uh, I'm so glad this has made uh, Animorphs accessible accessible to you once again, Diana. Uh, it's a fun series, and I'm glad that this little dumb vanity project I started. Uh, has allowed people to, to get back in touch with these books. It's something I literally did not consider when I made this. I just uh, assumed anyone who wanted to read it had the ability. And I've learned while making this that that's not always the case. Uh, funny old world. But uh, thank you so much for writing in, Diana. Thank you for so much for writing in, Willis. I've listed the ways you can write in there as well. You can also do that through my website. That's theapodclips.com. The Apocalypse, like Apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. Uh, what else? Uh, if you'd like to leave me a rating on Apple, uh, Apple Podcasts, I almost said Apple iTunes, which it isn't anymore, right? They changed what it's called. I can, I don't, I'm not an Apple user, I don't know. Um, but I, I do read those reviews. Um, I wish Spotify had a review area, because I'd read those. Uh, Spotify has now become, like, the, the de facto way to listen to podcasts, I'm finding out. Um, sorry, Apple, you've lost. I don't know how to game the podcast, the Spotify algorithm, though. If you know, uh, let me know, and then do whatever it is that boosts my SEO. <laughs> um, but thank you all for listening. Uh, dramatic cliffhanger. Uh, I, I feel like I'm going to be disappointed with how she gets out of this, because it seems like real impossible right now. But uh, we will find out next week. Uh, see you then. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Indalites will come. Until then... We fight.